Chat, episode number 30. I'm David Davis from TrainSignal and VMWareVideos.com. And I'm Simon Seagrave from TechHead.co.uk. And I'm Eric Siebert from VSphereLand.com. Well, thanks, guys, for joining me on uh, our special Triple uh, X uh, Olympics edition VChat number 30. Uh, we reached a milestone, and um, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. So uh, I guess let's get started uh, by catching up. Uh, what's been going on with you, Eric? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. Just been uh, trying to keep up with work. And, um, you know, I think it's uh, pretty the, the quiet before the storm, before, uh, you know, VMworld hits. It's coming up pretty soon. So trying to, to make plans for that. And uh, I believe we're all going to that. So it should be a fun time there. But, you know, nothing, nothing more than that, really. Cool, cool. Simon? Yeah, a similar sort of thing. So I think last time we met, uh, I just finished DMC World, and that was that was a crazy busy time for me. Uh, since then, I've got married, so I had the wedding. Um, so uh, ring to prove it now. Okay. And um, yeah, yeah, back back into work, uh, back to reality again now. And um, things are ramping up, as you'd imagine, for VMworld. Um, quite actively involved with uh, various aspects of that. Um, yeah, glad glad it's back at San Fran again. I'm looking forward to sort of heading over there. It's going to be sort of long, busy busy hours again, but uh, no, it should be good actually. There's uh, I know there's a lot of really cool stuff uh, in the pipeline. Some very cool announcements that are going to be announced and what have you. Um, but yeah, no, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, things quieting down, uh, despite the wedding, what have you. So I've had enough time to uh, tidy up my man cave here a little bit. You, you can really <laughs> tell, but uh, I have actually tidied it up. And um, yeah, I've, um, I'm ready to go with my lab. I'm about to overhaul my uh, my home lab, the vSphere home lab here. So I expect a load of blog posts out around that. And um, overhauled the TechHead website as well. So I think I've been running that, the same theme, for about two and a half, three years. I thought, right, enough's enough. I've got to overhaul that. So I've done all that now. Um, it's looking better. Still needs a little bit of refinement, but uh, yeah, that's that's been me really. So uh, you know, full steam ahead into VMworld now, which is what it's uh, pretty much bang on a month away now. So a month uh, away. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so you're competing in the Olympics at all there? Uh, I was going to, but um, yeah, it'd be too unfair if I was, obviously, to the you're others. So jogging I or do they have beer pong <laughs> this year? I heard that was being a contender <laughs> for maybe having adding that. Yeah, no, not that I've heard of at all. No, no, no. And they drop pie eating as well. So uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> is it uh, no. is it crazy around there? Like I know you're a bit out from the city, but yeah, I imagine so, it's pretty pretty crazy in there. It, it is. I've got quite a few friends up in up in London. And, uh, I know quite a few people in London are actually are taking their annual leave now and actually heading out of town or or, oh. or out of country for the Olympics. Because uh, okay. if you live anywhere remotely near East London, it's uh, it's pretty chaotic up there at the moment. Uh, we're recording this on the Friday, so uh, the um, uh, the um, uh, Olympic opening uh, um, is tonight. Well, tonight UK time. So that's going to be interesting. I, I, it's be interesting how it stacks up to, with China. I don't think we're going to be able to compare like for like on that. I mean, with the resource and manpower that China has. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, but up there, yeah, it is pretty crazy. Uh, what they have done, I mean, those of you that have been to the UK and to London in particular before, you'll know the the, the main roads in and out of London. I mean, they're pretty good, pretty wide, um, but they do get uh, snarled up pretty pretty easily. So what they have done to get the, uh, the officials and the... Um, the various athletes in and out, they've actually taken up one of the lanes completely and you're not allowed to drive in there now. So they've uh, spray-painted Olympic symbols or circles, you know, uh, on, on that on that particular lane and you're not allowed to use that. There's really heavy fines, I think about £1,000 if you're caught driving in there. So unfortunately, the usual... Uh, 
the usual traffic jams you have because of sort of the, the, the lack of uh, lanes and what have you. They've, it's been made even worse because uh, they're down one lane at the moment for the duration of the Olympics. So, uh, mm. yeah, everyone's sort of st steering well clear. Um, and I think a lot of people working from home at the moment. Yeah, cool. How about you, David? What's going on? Oh, I was just going to ask Simon, uh, so is it true you, you dressed as uh, Luke Skywalker and, and you were married by Yoda in your wedding? Yeah, that's right. Came down really? the aisle to the Imperial March. Um, <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, my other half wasn't having that at all. I, I did suggest it on more than one occasion, but uh, I don't know. For some reason, she just wasn't up for it. So, uh, pretty unreasonable, well, be, I think. Being in the UK, you'd probably want Doctor Who instead, instead of uh, Yoda there. Yeah, and you could go do, do your uh, honeymoon in the TARDIS, you know, the tin cans yeah. right off it. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Uh, yeah, so I've just, you know, just been making some more video training. Um, I created a, a Cloud Essentials course that uh, Simon was nice enough to review for me um, related to the CompTIA certification. So uh, that was pretty interesting. And, um, yeah, and we just released uh, Scott Lowe's new Designing vSphere course, uh, his first video training course. Uh, it's related to the VCAP uh, DCD. Uh, yeah, so it's been, uh, you know, really popular. Uh, we're really excited about that. I actually reviewed the course and, and watched it myself, and uh, now I need to go take the DCD. But uh, he's he's a very very smart guy, so it's it's a good course. Great. Yeah, I definitely with your course I reviewed that, uh, David. It was good. It was uh, it was about six hours in length of uh, videos and stuff. I did it in the evenings over the weekend and stuff, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was interesting, you know. Um, you know, CompTIA is a it's you know, some very sort of high-level sort of concepts you've got to get your head around for, for cloud and everything. So anyone sort of looking at doing that certification, it was definitely, uh, it was very good. And for me, it definitely filled in, you know, a few gaps as well. You think you know things, but, uh, you know, there's always stuff that you don't know. So it was good for, for myself there. Plugged, uh, plugged a few gaps here and there as well around the knowledge. So, yeah, no, definitely, definitely good stuff. Good, good. Thank you. Yeah, um, and then other than that, just you know, getting ready for VMworld. I've already got vendors, you know, calling wanting to give me a preview of their their new product. Um, you know, third-party companies and such. Um, so, uh, going to be some exciting new releases there. Yeah, it's always an interesting time of year. This I don't know about you guys. I always get. Um I wouldn't say inundated, but I do get a, 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 quite a number of different emails in from vendors and marketing companies as well saying, hey, do you want to meet with this person or that person at, at the event and what have you, which is, which is very flattering, you know, that people think you're significant enough to, to, <laughs> to either have they've got the wrong email address, <laughs> one, of the, one of the two, but uh, it's kind of cool, you know, and uh, you, know, you, you know the uh, uh, big event or VMworld's coming up again when you start receiving those emails about a month out. Um, and of course, you know the occasional party invite as well. They're always definitely uh, yeah. well received as well. Yep, gotta have those. Oh yeah. Hey, and speaking of parties, I see there's another there's a VM Underground again uh, on the Sunday night before. Uh, yeah, they haven't year, announced so the registration or anything yet. And I checked the other day. I don't know when that's going to open. Yeah, I, I think it's a case of watch the space. Uh, they'll, they'll probably announce it, and then it's going to be the normal scrum of yeah. everyone. Trying to get in there to get get the tickets and everything, but uh, I take my hat, hat hat off to those guys because there's there's a lot of work that goes into it more than I think most people actually uh, appreciate, you know, because um, you know they've got sponsors, so therefore they're dealing with money and what have you, and uh, you know, so therefore you need you know a separate bank account, and you know there's a lot of implications around sort of just putting uh, you know a once a year event together like that. So you know, well done guys, it's it's pretty good. Um, something I'm looking at doing is a, a VBS 
tweet up on the Saturday. For the, so for those people in the Bay Region or you know those people that have flown in perhaps a day or two a little bit earlier, um, going to be doing just a, it's going to be very impromptu. We did it a couple of years back. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't make it over last year to do it again. But uh, it's going to be pretty laid back. It's going to be more of a sort of casual tweet up type event more than anything structured. It's going to be unsponsored, so you know completely community pay your way type of thing uh, out there. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, we will get uh, a good crowd of people uh, along again and uh, just a good opportunity to catch up. In a, you know, in a social context with people to, uh, you know, talk about, uh, you know, what, what we think is going to be announced at the show and, you know, what people have been doing for the last year or two. So, And it's all day space. early this, this, this year and that, all starting on Sunday now instead of Monday. So more yeah. uh, another, an extra party day inserted in there too as well since typically the, the VMware thing was on a Monday evening and now it's on a Sunday evening that gives Monday and Tuesday for party days for vendors and then Wednesday the, the VMworld party. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a lot of sore heads around, I think. Um, now, look at Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, Eric, I mean, this is, I think, this is, is this your first VMworld is it working for HP? Yeah. Or, yeah, so... Uh, uh, no, actually, it'd be a second. I, I was barely there uh, just, like, a few weeks last time. Ah, right, because I was going to say, it's going to be interesting. I'd be interested to get your take on it, actually, because, uh, you know, we're... When you're working on the other side of the booth, as it were, it's uh, it is it's, it's a totally different experience uh, going yeah. along because there's definitely long hours, you know, and uh, people seem to think, oh, it'd be great, you know, you get to go to all the parties. Not at all. By the time you hit the evening, you're just so tired, and uh, you know, half the time you've lost your voice because you've been talking all day. I mean, it's great fun, but uh, it's 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 a different experience altogether. So uh, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Just, Travel, travel planning, and that just couldn't believe the rates for hotels out there. It's insane, and that you know there was a couple like around 300, right around in some in the area there. If you look, but a lot of them are five to seven hundred hours a night. It's just like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only downside. I mean, I actually. Uh, I had a hotel room booked over there, oh God, months and months ago, because you know you can never tell whether you're going to be sent there for work or not. And for me, it's it's quite a significant event there, so I always want to make sure that I'm there. You know, if I wasn't going with work, I'd I'd just take annual leave and um, do it that way. I've done that done it that way before okay. with a previous employer. Um, and you know, you pay your way. So therefore, you're looking for you know bargain basement hotel, nothing too horrible. Um, so yeah, I had a hotel room booked about three four months ago up in Chinatown somewhere. Because um, you definitely got to get get in early to get those lower rates, you know. Uh, but fortunately, I'm heading there with work now, so yeah. And uh, a lot of sold out ones too. If you go look through the listings there, a lot of them say sold out. So it's uh, getting slim pickings, and you pretty much have to migrate farther and farther away from Moscone and that uh, to get rooms or get more affordable rooms and that. So quite a challenge mm. compared to Vegas, where you know practically one hotel can hold the entire <laughs> attendee thing. You know, here you're spread out among you know so many different hotels. You know, it's a lot different. But I, I like San Fran overall. I like the you know the atmosphere there, the the city and all that. You know, there's more to actually get outside of the event and that you can walk around. Whereas you know typically at, at VMworld in Vegas, you're stuck in the Venetian the whole time and that. So I think it'll be fun again. It's going out there and. Um, I think the last time I was up there was with you, David. Wasn't that uh, for the vSphere launch? Yeah, yeah, it, that was really cool. Um, I'm looking forward to VMworld again, you know, this year. Uh, just a quick update on the VM Underground party. I know that they had to move their, um, the place they're going to have it at, the venue. And, um, but this year it's going to hold even more people. It's going to hold 750 people. So that's going to be the largest VM Underground yet. So they said they, they'll be announcing it very soon. 
So do they have a venue? And because what, what was it before? It was some Irish bar or something? Or no, it was actually the the Thirsty Bear. It was or the Thirsty, Bear, Thirsty Bear, wasn't it? Thirsty yeah. Bear, yeah. So they. Oh no! Actually, it wasn't Thirsty Bear last year. Actually, no, no, no. It was Thirsty Bear the year before. I think last year they did something. Well, actually, because obviously it was in Vegas last year, so it was somewhere else. But oh, I think right. it was okay. yeah, the quite nine a bit larger Irishman. last year, wasn't it? Yeah, nine fine Irishmen. Then. Yeah, had different different floors or something. I I didn't go, but um, yeah, I heard it was quite large. Yeah, yeah. So it should be pretty cool this year. Are you guys going to see Bon Jovi? Of course. Yeah, Finally, I'm a band I like. Yes. <laughs> I am too. I don't think I've ever been to see any of the other bands, and you know, I, I've always wanted to go see the bands. I just always end up having something else to do or whatever, or I'm too tired or you know. So, but I'm gonna make a point to go see this one. Yeah. I, I, I think the last band I saw at a show was actually uh, would have been VMworld two years ago at San Fran. I was there with Eric, and um, remember we had Steve Herod walk past us. So he, he, Steve Herod, and he had a few people with him as well. Yeah, that was the. Um, and that, that was in excess, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think I was in excess for that. Yeah, because it was Foreigner the year before, so yeah. yeah, well, yeah at Partner, at Partner Exchange, I did get to see the guys who sing the uh, the Big Bang Theory theme song. Oh, uh, the heck was name? I have no idea. Yeah, but th that was cool to see that. In fact, I I recorded it, but that was the only song I recognized that they sang. So Okay, I actually left early. I, I didn't... I didn't really care for those guys too much, and that you know, when I was at HP Discover too, they had uh, Cheryl Crow and Don Henley, and that's another two I didn't really care for all that much. And you had to go all the way down to another hotel to see it and all that, so I, mm -hmm. I skipped that one. But everybody likes Bon Jovi. I mean, you oh yeah, you gotta love Bon Jovi. <laughs> bon Jovi's awesome. Yeah, nah, it'll be a good one. Definitely, I was excited to see that when they announced it. Yeah. Hey, so guys, so uh, any any new additions to? Your home labs or anything like that? Any any new geeky gadgets or devices or anything like that? Gadgets? Um, not really here. I got you know I actually got to start putting my lab back together and that I I hear there's a new vSphere release coming sometime so I may just wait for that and uh, you know go just redo everything on whatever that version is and. Um, try to get everything all back and up, run, up and running again, and um, you know, start playing around more, some more with it. Yeah, I'm the same. I've got to invest a lot of time getting all my kit. I mean, at the moment, it's 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 long overdue uh, an overhaul, so I'm just strip everything back to bare metal again, fresh install and everything, and uh, yeah, that'd be good. Hopefully, yeah, uh, might get some time this weekend to do that. So I did add a microserver, so now I have two microservers and two ML110s. Um, but I, I haven't set up that microserver yet, too, so I need to work on that. Yeah, I've got to get some more memory. Um, yeah, I've got a I've, I've got a 110 G7 I've got here, and uh, I, I just I've barely got it out of the box to be honest with you. So it's it's got the standard I think one gig or two gig of memory in it. So um, yeah, the me memory's so cheap now. I've got to yeah just, uh, get organized enough to actually order some. Uh, take it up to the 16 gigs. Yeah, Fred, the same here, you know, that, that microserver came with, I think, one gig, and just putting eight gig with the max into it was only, like, 70 bucks, so it was uh, mm. pretty easy to do. Well, it's interesting, actually, the microserver, I've got a blog post drafted about it at the moment, you can actually take the microserver up to 16 gig. Um, it, it's obviously unsupported and undocumented, etc., but it is actually possible. Oh, really? So you, actually, so you actually can take them right up uh, to the 16, which is, which is good, actually. I mean, it's... 
I mean, the CPU, people always talk with the microservers, the CPU being the bottleneck there, but to be honest with you, you know, if you're starting all your VMs up at once, you know, say you've got half a dozen VMs in your lab and you start them up at once, yeah, it will bottleneck, it'll max out for, you know, maybe three, four minutes, something like that. But after it's everything sort of quietens down and assuming you're not trying to run a small business off it or something like that, you know, the CPU, and it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, and, and I don't run a lot of big work in my lab so to me they're just VMs running you know that I can use for doing whatever and that so uh, for me that, that that's okay if I want heavier workloads I can move them over to the, the ML 110s yeah yeah I'm the same as well I've got to get my um, my uh, EMC VNX VSA spun up again as well um, yeah, I've got an older version at the moment. I think it's still running the Clarion VSA in my lab at home here, so I've got to update that to the VNX as well. So that's on my to-do list as well. Um, yeah, so yeah, lots to do. Yeah, yeah, I need to get some more stuff because, you know, my servers are getting a little bit old now, so I might start looking around to see what else is out there. Yeah, I just uh, bought a couple super micro uh, 1U servers They've got 24 gigs of RAM and two quad-core CPUs um, off of eBay used for like 700 bucks each. And um, unfortunately, I'm going to put Windows Server 2012 Hyper-V on them uh, okay. <laughs> to uh, work on a Hyper-V course that I'm going to be uh, starting here soon. But, um, you know, I might also try uh, ESXi on them at some point to see, you know, just how much they can handle. So and then I'm going to connect those. I've got a, a Drobo that has 12 gigs, which is the most, or 12 terabytes, which is the most storage I've ever had. And I don't even know what to do with it in my home lab. Um, and then, and then to top it all off, I just bought a Retina Mac, MacBook Pro. Oh really? Oh sweet. No, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what? So what size? What size screen did you go for? It's the 15 inch. It's super nice. thin. That's, that's a good size. Yeah, the the screen is amazing, but there's also some interesting things about, um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know, I didn't really realize it when I bought it, actually, how they do the resolution. It's like this massive, crazy resolution that's shrunk down into that screen. And so a number of programs having to do with graphics have to be rewritten. Like, my screen capture program doesn't work anymore because uh. it doesn't understand that weird, you know, resolution, however, however it works. Okay. Um, and some like video editing programs and stuff like that. So um, it's interesting, but it is a well-built machine. Uh, very thin, very light, long battery life. So that's pretty Could good. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard the, the same uh, thing. A few people. Are... Oh, so, sorry, yeah, I've, I've heard the same thing. A few guys at work have bought the new uh, Retina display models, and uh, yeah, we've got a few applications that we use for works that don't quite tra don't translate so well. Um, yeah, especially for example, the WebExes. I know when you're displaying your PowerPoint up there, it, it appears quite small because obviously for the WebEx you need to drop the resolution down. So I know that's one one complaint. Um, yeah, I had that. In fact, I, I was using GoToMeeting and um, trying to show my PowerPoint, and I, I changed the resolution on the screen uh, to 1024 by 768, but they still said no, it's super big, and you know, so I, I had to use the old Windows laptop. But um, yeah. Have you uh, upgraded to the new uh, Mac OS X yet, the 10.8? No, I haven't. Oh, mountain Lion? I haven't tried that yet. Which, yeah, I uh, it's pretty good. I've heard it's stable anyway. Yeah, for 20 bucks, it's, you can't go wrong really in that. They said with that uh, that Retina MacBook Pro, you got that power nap now where it can update email and all that stuff while it's in sleep mode. 
Mm-hmm. It's only available on the newer models because I got this iMac here and that that it's eligible. For, I can upgrade. It's it's new enough where I can upgrade, but I, you can't use that feature on this. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of thought uh, you know I've I've had my MacBook Pro now must be what just over coming up for about two and a half years. And I kind of thought that, you know, when the new models came out, if they were good, I'd buy one. I, I, I can't just, I, I just can't justify it because it's still going. I've got the i7 in there. I've updated the uh, the drives in there. So I've got, I'm using the OptiBay in there. So I've got a 500 gig uh, hybrid drive in there. That's from a large capacity stuff. And then I've got a uh, 128 gig SSD in there. And it's a good laptop, you know. Uh, I need to update the SSD in there because, uh, as you do after a while, you run out of capacity on that. But um, which, which, which is something else. I don't know whether you guys have seen the price of SSDs recently. I mean, I haven't been looking probably for the last six months, and I've been pleasantly surprised uh, as to h- how much the prices have dropped. Um, you know, over over here in the UK, I can buy a 500 gig SSD from Crucial, you know. Oh no, of course they're sorry. It's a reputable brand for just over 300 pounds, which is uh, which is pretty oh, good. You know, six months ago, that would have been about probably 500 pounds or 450, something like that. So. Yeah, for me, 60 gig doesn't cut it, and that I mean, 120 is the absolute minimum for you know your your boot drive and that. So it's nice to be able to get it even higher than that, up to 250, 500, and that. That's really where you get you know this kind of the space you need, the breathing room to stretch out a little bit on that drive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I had a special come through the, this morning. It was a UK-based one, um, but it was a three terabyte Western Digital. No, a Seagate Barracuda drive, a three terabyte drive for uh, about 110 pounds. Yeah, you know, for three terabytes, that's that's pretty decent. Huh. Yeah, my little uh, computer I built here with uh, the SSD, the boot drive, and that I kept getting blue screens constantly. They started happening when I, I started with Diablo three, and I was thinking, you know. Typically, it's video drivers and stuff like that. So, kept happening, and I dug into the blue screens and found out it was memory related, and that, and all that fancy Corsair memory I put in here was part of it was bad, and that. So, I loaded up the uh, that mem test, you know, onto a you could boot off the flash drive and that, and just run mem test directly off the flash drive, and it found the bad dims and that. So, I swapped those out, and it's been fine ever since. Wow, that's interesting. So what new uh, cool software apps have you guys seen out there? Any new releases, free tools, anything? Yeah, well, there's been an update to... Well, I've updated my uh, my copy of Snagit now. You know, I, I think both you guys use Snagit, right, for screen capturing and what have you. And uh, it's great if you're doing blogging or even for work, you know, presentations, anything like that. Uh, Snagit's fantastic. Definitely recommend it. it. It's pretty cheap. I mean, I think it's about 40 bucks or something like that. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just upgraded to the latest version. There's a few new, nice new little features in there. So uh, that's about the only software that I've bought probably in the last month or so. Um, I've probably only got about sort of six different pieces of software that I just use day in, day out, you know. That would be sort of email, Microsoft Word, Snagit, uh, Live Writer for the blogging, um, and obviously you know uh, the, the various web browsers and what have you, as well as uh, vCenter. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't really use too much else. Um, yeah, what about you guys? Any any new new uh, utilities or cool bits of software you've come across? Yeah, I think there's a bunch of new VMware based tools and that. Wasn't there some new flings and some other things? You know, I've seen some yeah. vendors do some things. I know Veeam has um, that new zip utility for backing up VMs or you know zipping them up and some other stuff going on. So yeah, yeah, yeah there's 
the, the, the VMware Lab uh, team have been quite busy, haven't they? The last sort of three, four months or so, there's been quite a few coming out. I see the latest one, um, I just brought it up here, I can remember what it was called, but it's the um, <laughs> VMware View, the uh, con controlled recompose script. Uh, that, that, that looked pretty good. Uh, and that allows you to do, as, as the name suggests, uh, you know, control recompose on a um, view-linked uh, clone pool. Uh, yeah. Desktop. So that, that, that looked pretty good. I haven't had enough time to play around with that yet, but uh, there's something I will be doing. There's another one called Guest Reclaim, which I don't know why VMware released this and that, because it's not for ESX. It won't work with ESX. It only works within Windows, and... It just looks like basically S-delete within Windows and that. It, it just looks like the way they have it positioned and worded on the on the site, it looks like you can use it inside of ESXi with Unmap, which isn't really supported now directly, so it doesn't work with that. So so I was reading into that one to figure out, you know, what the heck it was about and that because, you know, with the, all the Unmap problems, with it being the automatic support actually being completely axed out of uh, Update 1 and that even if you enable it, advanced setting, it's still disabled, it won't work, period, and that you can only do it via VMKFS tools, um, why they release this guest reclaim thing, and I, don't know, I guess you could use it with, um, if you had an RDM or something, and you wanted to do it within the, the VM running, because it has to run inside the VM, it's a Windows utility and that, so so I found that one a little bit, a little bit strange and not very useful. Yeah, I tried to actually write an article on that, and... Um after about 15 minutes of, you know, messing around with it, I figured out that it was just a command line tool, and like you said, it really wasn't that useful, and, you know, I ended up uh, writing about something else. So, okay. yeah, I mean, uh, Veeam, you know, they released Veeam Zip, which is kind of like a free backup tool uh, to make their virtual machine backups portable and such. Uh, it's really nice. Then um, they also released a new tool that allows you to, like, browse and, and pull out exchange uh, data from a, an exchange server backup of some kind. I haven't looked okay. into that, but it looks Absolutely. interesting. Yeah, yeah, and then, um, you know, there's going to be a number of other free tools at, uh, announced at VMworld uh, that I've heard about but can't, you know, yet talk about. So um, it's an exciting time, you know, for, for free tools. I hope the vendors will keep that up. Yeah. 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 So, David, are you doing your... Um uh, are you doing your uh, your uh, session again with Kenny this year around sort of the must-have VMware tools? No, unfortunately, our free tool session was not uh, accepted at VMworld this year. So, um, uh, actually, I didn't get any yeah. sessions, but um, as it turns out, yeah. later, I was offered to moderate um, a session on VMware vCenter Operations Manager, where we'll bring in a customer, um, and there's also a number of other judges that have been on this panel uh, to decide the the winner of of the customer, you know, the the customer winner who's going to come and speak. Um, I was on the panel with uh, with Duncan Epping and Eric Sloof, um, and a, a couple other people. Um, so you know, we ended up selecting one winner for the U.S. and one winner for uh, Europe. And I'll be the moderator at the U.S. panel. Someone else will be the moderator in Europe because I'm not going to VMworld Europe, but. So I actually ended up, you know, in a roundabout way, being listed in the speakers, um, speaker, you know, list for VMworld. So that's cool. What What about you guys? Are you guys? Uh, I don't think anybody got any sessions. I mean, if you look at all the rejections out there this year, <laughs> you know, there was. I was partially on the content committee on the partner side in that, um, and you know, there was a huge amount of sessions as usual in that. But I, th I think probably three quarters of them are VMware sessions and that, which doesn't leave a heck of a lot for, you know, the partners and the independents to get in there and that, so 
And the reality is that, you know, they're just, you know, there really needs to be a, a kind of maybe a, a, a conference. It's all, no VMware, and that it's all just, you know, you know, customers, independents, partners, you know, delivering sessions and that, kind of like they do at the, the VMUGs, but, you know, on a more larger scale, I think, because it's just too hard to get in anymore. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, I didn't attempt this year. I mean, part of the reason was it was uh, I, I was in full EMC world uh, mode at that stage, and I, I just didn't have time. And to be honest with you, it's been getting tougher and tougher over the last few years. And um, you know, I could have spent a lot of time putting in for the sessions, but I just didn't feel that I probably stood a good chance. So um, you know, I, I know of a few people that have got sessions, which is cool. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, you know, there's less and less uh, every year. Sort of independence and uh, you know some vendors you know uh, you know HP EMC you know we we we've still got a few type of thing uh, which is good um, but uh, yeah definitely you know I think VMware have changed their focus a little bit haven't they as to you know around the sessions and I guess as their company grows as well and they get more and more products and you know you know into their portfolio yeah. through stuff they've developed or acquisitions you know they've still got a four day window where they've got a try and cram in as much as they can and I suppose uh, maybe that's part of their thinking behind it. They've just got more more people, more products to talk about within those, you know, confined four days. So well, what they need to do this, is grow the available sessions then, you know. You know, like you know, I've been to HP Discover now twice and they have a lot more sessions there. They just have more rooms, more time slots and all that to be able to fit all that stuff in, give people the choice of choosing, you know, and they're recorded at VMworld and that. So I think they really need to grow that the number of sessions, you know, put more out there and that and um, you know, just have, you know, a lot more slots available, you know, because they are growing like you said so much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that would be cool. And also having some sort of, you know, they called it what the unconference would be cool, like you said, with just customers and, and independents and partners, that would be cool as well. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, uh, that would sort of be like a, yeah, like you say, sort of like a, an unconference almost, you know. Um, yeah, so maybe, maybe that's something we'll see, uh, you know, pop up, you know, in years to come. It is something that I actually looked at doing a couple of years back. Um, uh, a while back and I did get to the point as well as still an independent um, so basically there wouldn't be a couple of vendor sessions but everything else is really community based so the whole thing was the hub around you know it, it being for the community about the community so you know we'd have would have a few sort of celebrity uh, bloggers in there doing their thing um, as well as that though it'd just be sort of a lot of people out there in the field in the trenches you know basically relaying their uh, their thoughts or views or lessons learned things you know to to their peers type of thing. Um, so yeah, never know. That might be something that uh, increases in popularity in future years. Who knows? Yeah. So before we wrap up, guys, uh, any final topics? Uh, Eric, you want to talk about? Uh, no, just looking forward on? to VMworld again. What's that? Any new books on the way? No, not for me. I don't know. Maybe uh, I'll. Take a break, and maybe for vSphere six, so I'll do something or whatever, whatever the next version is. So, but yeah, nothing, nothing here. Cool, Simon. Uh, yeah, a couple of things. Uh, free e-learning course. I point out. I don't know. Uh, have you guys done too much with uh, VMware vCenter Operations Manager yet, or or, or vCops? Not yet. I want to get more into that, and that that's one that's been on my list to, to be a play around with more. Yeah, yeah. So if you get a chance, definitely, you know, spin it up in your lab, take a look. Um, we used it quite extensively at EMC World for our hands-on labs, and I know the um, VMworld uh, team do that as well. 
And um, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. The fantastic the metrics it can bring out and uh, how it displays it, in a, it displays it in a very very clear and easy to digest uh, uh, manner. So um, yeah, definitely check that out. But there's an e-learning course. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to give you the URL, but if you do a Google <laughs> either on VMware's site, but look for okay. VMware vCenter Operations Manager Fundamentals. Uh, it's, a, it's a two and a half hour course. Oh, wow. um, looks looks pretty good. So um, if you're thinking about trying it out, uh, you know, take a look at that first. Um, and I guess the other thing as well is around exams. Um, the 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 VCAT five DCA exams now being released uh, into the wild. Um, people can go ahead and register now. Um, Something I want to try and do, get done before the end of the year, but uh, we'll have to see. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm actually going to be one of the three um, authors on a new VMware Press uh, VCAP DCA5 book that'll be out probably around the first of the year. Um, Very cool. Yeah, and um, there will be a VCP5 uh, VMware Press preparation book released at VMworld. And uh, I'm happy to say it will have a DVD in the back with train signal videos inside. So that's exciting. Um, and then um, I think that's all I got. Uh, it's been an awesome VChat. Thanks. Yeah, great chance, you guys. Yeah. Cool. And we'll see, see you, you in person at VMworld. VMworld, yeah. Sounds like a couple of weeks' time. VChat. Thank you for watching this episode of VChat, the latest in virtualization and cloud computing news and how-to. Eric, Simon, and David want your feedback, so send questions or ideas for future VChat topics to vchat at trainsignal.com.